and welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. Happy Wednesday. It is midweek right now and I'm excited to upload today's podcast episode because I was recently getting a lot of direct messages about people going back to in-person school and I feel like recently I've been posting a lot of Instagram stories about me being back in school and I am finishing or I just finished up. Wait, what's today's date? today is Tuesday. So I technically finished my last like full week of school because I went into school last week and now like I finally experienced all my classes and my class schedule. I have classes every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And last week I had my Thursday classes and then this week I had my Monday, Tuesday classes. So after a full week of being back at school, being back on a in-person school schedule, it's definitely a weird transition. And I wanted to talk to you guys about it because I've been getting a lot of DMs about people who are going back to school in person and they're like, I'm so nervous to go back to school in person because I've been online for like two years or some people graduated high school when COVID hit so they didn't even experience college in person yet and they're like just super overwhelmed with where to go, where's my class, am I going to make friends and all these new things and I just wanted to talk to you guys about it because I feel like I've been kind of struggling with that a little bit and I feel like the best place to talk about it is here. And also to get your questions because I was struggling with a few things. So I'm going to talk about what I'm struggling with just so that you guys know that, you know, I'm on the same page as you. Like my – I'm not doing perfect in college either. And I could kind of talk to you guys about what I'm struggling with, how I'm dealing with it. And then we'll get into your questions that I asked you guys to ask me on Instagram. So that way we're able to kind of get more than one perspective. And you guys can just see that you're not the only ones struggling right now. It's definitely a weird transition. So for starters, I go to a school where I commute. So I drive to school. I don't dorm. My drive is about 20 minutes away from campus. So I drive there. I park. I walk to my classes. I'm in my classes and I drive home. And I know some people might be dorming. Some people might be going to school in the city. I was actually going to school in the city before this without dorming. I was commuting. So my commute was taking a train and then taking a subway and then walking to class. So it was definitely a lot different than a 20-minute drive. So the commute of mine got easier. Of course, being in an in-state school is not as exciting as being in school in New York City, but it's still pretty fun. Um, It's still kind of something that I can make my own, make my own schedule, which I really like. So my schedule right now is like I said, I have class every Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays. Mondays, I'm on campus from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Tuesdays, I'm on campus from 9.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then or that's Tuesdays. Yeah. Thursdays, I'm on campus from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So Mondays are really my only long days. And yesterday was my first Monday of the week where like I'm going through all these classes and it was pretty difficult. And I'm going to talk to you guys about it. And this is when I started to go through my DMs because I was like, I wonder if anyone else is struggling with being back in in in-person class. So last semester, my fall semester, I had one in-person class and the rest were online. And this in-person class, this was my first time coming onto this campus also because I transferred when COVID hit. So like I wasn't really familiar with the campus that much. I went to a campus tour prior to this, but it just wasn't the same as like going to classes and stuff. Um, But yeah, so basically I only had one in-person class last semester. It was like an 8 a.m. math class and it was literally like 30 minutes long. It was not – it was like a two-hour class, but my teacher really only taught for like 30, 45 minutes. So it was also right off – like I park and I walk up to the class and it was the first classroom there. So it was really easy. I didn't have to find my way anywhere. I didn't have to explore the campus. It was literally just like going to that class and then going home. So I really didn't explore my campus or meet anyone. My class was super small. 
So I didn't really have that experience of like, I'm back in school and I'm back on campus because it was just one class that I walked to was there for 30 minutes and went home. Like it was, it was nothing crazy. So now that I'm back with all of my classes in person right now, I'm currently taking four classes now that I'm back in person and having to learn this campus and see new people and just kind of adjust to a new schedule and dealing with not being at home every day. It's a very, very, very weird transition. And yesterday was like such a long day. Obviously, I got to class at eight. So my class started at 8 a.m. I woke up at like six. Actually, this is what actually happened to me on Monday. So let me explain. I wanted to wake up at 6 a.m. I was like, I'll wake up at six. I'll get ready and I'll leave my house at seven so I can kind of spare some time, maybe get a coffee, whatever. For some reason, I didn't get any sleep on Friday or Saturday night. And then Sunday, I was so exhausted that by like 930, I was knocked out. I was so, so tired on Sunday night. So I slept at like 930 and I ended up waking up at 3 a.m. I didn't sleep throughout the whole night. So I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I remember just looking at my phone and being like, please tell me it's like at least 530, like at least 530. And like, I'll be able to deal with it if I can't go back to sleep. And I look at the time and it says 3.35 and I'm like, no, I don't want to be awake right now. I have to wake up at 6.30 for class. I have to go back to sleep. So I put my phone away and I tried to go back and sleep. I'm tossing. I'm turning. I haven't been able to fall back asleep. I look at my phone again. It's 4.22 a.m. So it's almost been an hour. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to try to get myself to fall back asleep. Something that always helps me sleep is watching like TikTok like the sand ASMR TikTok. So I watched like the ASMR sand videos and I feel my eyes shutting. I'm like, perfect. I put my phone down. I go back to sleep. I can't sleep. I wake up again at 5.30 and I'm like, oh my God. I finally ended up falling asleep at 5.30, like 5.40 or something. Cause I remember it being like 5.35 looking at my phone and I was like, no, I have to at least get like 15 minutes in. And I slept and I woke up at six, but it's honestly the worst feeling. Cause then it's like, I finally fall asleep and now I have to wake up and it's just miserable. So I woke up so exhausted and I was like, wow, today's going to be a long day. So I woke up, I got ready. I left my house. I got to my first class at 8 a.m. and I finished that class at 945. And then I had a break where I went to the library, which was like my first time. I kind of just tried to like walk around, look for my other classes, but it was so cold. But yeah, I got to go to the library and then I had my other class and then I had like a four hour break. So I picked up lunch for myself. I picked up Starbucks. And then had that class and then straight from that class, which ended, it was supposed to end at six, but it ended at five. I went to the gym straight after that. So I was so exhausted at the gym yesterday. Normally when I'm at the gym, I really like have fun and I'm like full of energy and everything. But because I had a full day of classes and slept at like 3 a.m., I was just so exhausted. So I feel like coming home from the gym and showering, I was like, wow, this is what in-person classes is going to be like. Like I can't. I won't have the same exact amount of energy every single day and I'm going to be a lot more tired and a lot more busy, but at the same time, it will force me to be more productive. So that's kind of when I got in the mindset of this is going to be such an interesting transition because before when you were home, you're like fully on your own schedule. You don't have to be like, you have to wake up at a certain time, but not really. Like you could wake up and just sit in bed. You don't have to spend time getting ready or getting in your car, getting gas, driving, all this stuff. So I was definitely a little bit nervous to get on campus and find my way around classes. I got lost so many times in the freezing cold weather. But you know what? I also felt productive again and motivated for school. Like even taking notes, I was like, wow, I feel like more put together now. And I posted my Instagram story. So if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, I post everything on For You From Eve on Instagram. I post like 
me during my breaks, what I take my notes on and everything because it's just – I feel like it's nice to see the visual representation and I like having that little daily reminder for people. Like if you're at school and you see me being productive on my break, maybe it will motivate you to be productive. So I like to kind of just like keep you guys updated. But yeah, I posted that I use Evernote for taking notes in class and a lot of you were like, wait, what is that? Like I want to use that. So it's called Evernote. This isn't sponsored or anything by Evernote. Um, this is something my friend introduced me to like freshman year of college and I haven't used it being like online school. But now that I'm back in person, I found myself using it again. It's honestly the best note taking app because it gives you like different notebooks that you can use. So I have a different notebook for each class. And then when you click on the class, you put like, you know, whatever notes that you have for that class. So what I do is I make a new page of notes for each day and I make the title the date. So that way when it comes to finals week or midterms or whatever, it'll be like, oh, this will be on notes from this chapter to this chapter. And I'm like, oh, from that chapter to that chapter, it was from this date to this date. So now I know what I need to study. And it kind of just keeps it more organized. And every single time I'm in that class, I just add a new page with a new date, a new topic, et cetera. So that's kind of how I like to personally organize my notes. And I really like typing notes up in class. I hated in college when the professor didn't let you use your laptop. I hated that. I get it if it's like a math class, you're not going to use your laptop for that. But if it was like an accounting class and my teacher was like no laptops, I would just be so annoyed because that's just how I take my best notes. I get it if there's some things that you have to draw up, which like if I have to draw something up, I will. But other than that, like I really just like typing notes out. So how I take my notes, because I did also get asked on Instagram, how do you take notes? Are you, do you organize your note taking? hundred percent I do. So on Evernote, you can color coordinate, you can highlight things, you make such different, there's so many different sections. So that's why I love it so much and highly recommend it. And then what I do is, so while I'm in class, I take notes on Evernote. So I'll like type out the PowerPoint slides, the teacher's talking. I really try to listen and put down things that she's saying, not just stuff that are in the PowerPoint, but whatever the professor is saying, I also like to write down. And that way, when we find out we have a quiz or a midterm, what I do is I look at those notes and I have a physical notebook as well. And I'll write down the notes in my physical notebook and I'll like say them out loud. And that's my source of studying is retaking the notes, but a physical copy of them. It's known that writing something, I don't remember the exact exact statistic. You could look it up, but I know writing something once is like reading it four times or something. Something like that. Like writing it once will help you remember it as much as you did if you read it four times. So I will just rewrite my notes and say it out loud. Like I'll read it as I'm writing it. And this is how I process the information. And this is kind of how you don't just memorize, but you understand. So it's not just memorizing a term for an exam, but it's like understanding how it all ties together and just understanding the basic concept of the current topic that I'm, you know, being taught. So that's how I personally like to take my notes and how I use my notes to prepare for my exams. I like to type them out while I'm in class. And then when it comes close to the exam that whole week, I'll just spend time writing the notes in a physical form to kind of help myself remember it. Um, I This is going to be my first time in two years taking quizzes and tests and exams in person versus online. And exams is actually something I struggled with a lot in high school was taking exams because it was so hard for me to kind of be under that pressure. But I also just feel like I have to get over it and deal with it. Um, so that's something that is kind of interesting, I feel like, is that that is something that I struggled with for a little bit is taking exams in person. So I am nervous to be back in person to take, to take exams, but that is how I prepare notes, index cards, index cards. I really only use for terms that I have to know nothing like 
not really for anything else. So the first thing that you guys asked is, I feel very anxious when I'm at school, especially when I have to talk in class. I feel like public speaking in class is like honestly torture for so many people. I always, I honestly never had a problem like presenting in class, but always the first week or two weeks of school, I'm always hesitant before raising my hand and saying something. So I totally understand what you mean because it's like you want that participation, but then you're like, I feel like I should feel the vibe of the class first. At the end of the day, every single person that you are in class class with is feeling the same exact thing. Literally every single person that you are in class with is feeling that where they're like, I want to raise my hand and say something, but I'm too nervous. So do not think that you're the only one in your class going through this. Don't think that you're going to sound stupid or look stupid when you do it because I promise you everyone is thinking the same exact thing. I never really struggled with presenting. I'm always going to, I think I was always a little bit nervous. I think having a podcast helps me because it's like, you know, I haven't really had an in-person one since I've had my podcast. Like I haven't been in in-person classes since I like when I started my podcast. So for me, I do feel like I will have a little bit of an improvement just because of my podcast and it helps me kind of just talk and not stutter as much or just kind of talk more like like with a flow. But I think before this, I definitely struggled with getting like a little bit nervous when public speaking because I had to take a public speaking class for college. At the end of the day, just take a few breaths and just remind yourself that this isn't the end of the world and that this isn't going to go bad because it literally can't. There is no like, what's the worst that can happen? I know that's what everyone says, but it's literally, it's like, what's the worst thing that could happen? There's nothing horrible that can happen that will ruin your life unless you're thinking it. So just remind yourself that it's just a presentation. It's just a class full of students just like you and just do normal breathing patterns and you're going to be okay. I know everyone gets anxious about this, but at the end of the day, like you're going to be fine. The next thing is how to prevent overworking and trying to prevent a burnout. Now, I talked about this a few times in my new semester episode because I know when a new semester begins, we're always in a surge, like an urge of motivation where we're like, oh my God, I'm going to write everything down from the syllabus and plan everything out and I'm going to get ahead on all my assignments and we go crazy and we try to do a million things at once. My biggest tip is just to slow down in the beginning. So for me, whenever it came to the beginning of the semester, and I still kind of do this, is I would plan every single thing out and I'd be like, I'm doing this and this and this. We have a quick little ad for my friends at Anchor, and I'm excited to throw this ad in because Anchor is actually how I started my podcast, and I get a lot of questions from you guys on how you can start your own podcast, and Anchor was honestly the easiest way for me to record, edit, and schedule my episodes, so I highly recommend using Anchor if you want to start your own podcast. This is your sign. Make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's continue with the episode. So whenever I get all my syllabi, I like to kind of just go through it, write every important date down in my planner. So what days are the exams? What days are the midterms? So that way I just don't plan anything on top of them. And that way it's like in the back of my mind. So I like to plan all that out. And I like to get an idea of what the class is going to be filled with. Is it mostly participation and assignments or is it mostly exams? Because I know what kind of student I am. I prefer classes that are filled with assignments and participation rather than classes that are filled with exams. So I kind of look at that. I look at a bunch of things and I kind of just recognize myself with the professor, with the syllabus. I always recommend looking at ratemyprofessor.com if your school has that because it helps so much get an idea of how this professor is going to be, what you can walk into class expecting. 
So once this class starts, you know, you have this urge of motivation of I want a 4.0 this year. I want a 4.0 GPA, all these things. And you try to do a million things at once, like get all these new school supplies and plan this and plan that and put 100% in every single class. And I do think that you can put 100% in every class and prevent a burnout, but you don't want to do it from the start necessarily. You want to have that motivation and you want to create goals for yourself, but at the same time, you don't want to burn yourself out. So you're probably thinking, okay, Olivia, so how do I create goals for myself and not burn myself out? Now, my number one tip is whenever the semester starts, I like to create goals. So I I think everyone's like, oh, my goal is the same. It's to get a 4.0 GPA. Like, that's it. But don't just create goals that revolve around school, but create goals that revolve around the school year. So, for example, my goal, of course, it's going to be to get a 3.8 GPA or higher. That's going to be amazing for me. If I get a 3.8 or higher GPA this semester, I will be very, very happy with myself and I'll be very proud of myself. My other goal is to keep posting consistently on For You From Eve while getting that, like while maintaining that. So it's like, this is a personal goal, but like kind of like a side hustle goal, I guess you could say like, this is my personal side hustle goal while I'm in school. My third goal is to stay working out four to five days a week or four to six days a week while I'm also in school, because this is something that people can kind of start to slack on is the thing is when school starts, people completely get rid of working out. They don't work out anymore. They don't go on their side hustles anymore. And I think especially now that we're in in in-person classes, people are dropping their hobbies that they had when they were on online school because with online school, you have more time to do things. So now that people kind of lost that time, they're dropping these little hobbies and everything that they had before school started. So for me personally, my podcast is something that I started while I was in online school because I did have that extra time. So now that I'm kind of back in-person classes, you'd think like, oh, she's not going to keep doing what she's doing because now she's not going to have as much time. And it's like, yeah, I don't have as much time as I did before, but my priorities stayed the same. And that's the same thing that happens when it comes to a burnout. I remember when I started Eve Miss, which was 25 days of Eve, which I posted from December 21st to December 25th. Every single day, it was during finals week. I had a part-time job. And I remember feeling so overwhelmed sometimes. And I remember before I started this challenge of recording, editing, and posting an episode every single day of the week, or not every single day of the week, every single day of the month, December 1st, December 25th, and being in final season and having a part-time job. I remember just thinking to myself like, wow, what, what if I burn myself out from this podcast? Like, What if I do this and then I realized I don't even want to do this podcast anymore because of how much it stressed me out to do 25 days of Eve. And I remember like thinking that in the beginning. So I told myself before I had even started this challenge, before you're even going to start the semester and create these goals, it's okay to have days where you don't want to be 100%. Some days I would post a 15-minute episode because that's just the amount of energy that I could put in. And then some days I would record three episodes in one day and schedule so far in advance. Every single day is going to be different. And it all kind of just depends what energy that you're putting into it and where your priorities are. So for me, less time does not mean lessening my priorities. It just means expanding my priorities and finding a way to time manage them. Burnouts also happen when you don't know how to organize and manage your time. So I use to plan my life out. Basically, I use Google Calendar and I have a physical planner. My Google Calendar is kind of just for overall events and overall things going on, exams, appointments, 
classes, everything like that. But then my personal planner, my physical small one is where I write like daily tasks, like daily workouts, daily homework assignments, little things like that, readings that I have to do. Do I have to buy a textbook? Whatever it is. So that way my in, like my physical planner is a lot more in detail than my other one. Um, but my Google calendar is still a good way for me to kind of just keep track of bigger events. And this way I'm kind of managing my time. And when I manage my time, I'm able to prioritize my activities more and I'm less likely to have a burnout because I'm not stressed out about how much time I have to complete things because I already made time for them. So if you want to prevent a burnout and you want to prevent overworking, number one, remind yourself that you don't have to be 100% every day. There are days where you're going to want to rest. There are days you have to rest your mind and there are days you have to rest your body. You have to listen to yourself and you have to put yourself first. I've never ever been someone that's put work over my mental health. If I have to get a podcast up but I'm really stressed out and my body's tired and I have a headache, I'm not pushing through to get that podcast up. I'm dealing with my, my health and myself first because that's what's most important and that's what creates my podcast. That's what creates my schoolwork and everything. So you have to remind yourself, I'm going to put myself first. Yes, these goals are important to me, but I need to put myself above these goals. So like everything is going to be okay in the end. So that's number one. Remind yourself before the semester starts, before your goals start, don't overwork yourself um, because you don't have to be 100% every single day. Number two, manage your time. So that way you don't have to get rid of your side hustles. You don't have to get rid of your hobbies. You just have to learn what order you want to prioritize them in and then manage that. Like I said, I use Google Calendar. You could use a physical planner, whatever you kind of can use to manage your days and manage your schedule. That's exactly what you need. My number third tip preventing overworking and burnout is to create small goals. So definitely create big goals for yourself for the end of the semester. But I don't think there's anything wrong with creating goals for each week. Like, oh, this week my goal is to work out four times this week. This week I want to upload two podcast episodes. This week I want to do a, a one hour of self-care every single day or 30 minutes of self-care every single day. I want to journal every day. Whatever it is, every single week, add a new goal in instead of trying to do everything at once. Like if you're starting the semester and you're thinking to yourself, this semester, I'm going to work out five days a week, journal every single day, wake up at 6 a.m. every single day, have a lemon water every single day and get all my work done and get a 4.0 GPA. That's not a realistic, reasonable thing because it's like, Number one, if you've never worked out before and all of a sudden you want to start working four to five days a week when school starts, that's like a whole other thing you have to stress out about. You have to just listen to your body and work out when you want to work out, go to like do your homework when you're in the mood to do your homework. Yes, obviously at the end of the day, things need to get done. Assignments have deadlines, but you're more important. You don't want to break yourself down. The next thing that we have is how to be more active and keep up with working out while in class. So... This was something I was actually nervous about. And as this kind of sounds ridiculous, but as I was planning my school schedule, I was no joke revolving my workout schedule with it. I was like, I don't want to end class past 6 p.m. any of these days because I work out at that time. So I have to make sure I'm out of class before six. Like I literally think about these things because that's how much I prioritize physical activity in my life. So Number one, if you're going to prioritize it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like I said, yesterday on Monday, I had class. Well, you're listening to this on Wednesday, but on Monday, I had class from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. And I was up since 3 a.m. I could have just went home after class, eaten a big, like nice big dinner, taken a shower and went to sleep because I was tired. But instead I was like, you know what? I really do prioritize my physical activity. If I get to the gym and I do a few workouts and I'm just not in the mood for it, then I'll go home and whatever. But I know that I'm going to feel better if I do go to the gym today. So 
for me, it was one of those things where it was kind of like I prioritize my physical activity so much that I know I'm going to make time for it no matter what my school schedule is. And once I kind of put that in my mind and that was a priority of mine, it started to happen. At the end of the day, you're going to do whatever you want to do. You know, like you're not going to make an excuse for things that you're passionate about. You're not going to make an excuse for things that you want to get done or things that you love. The same way that we scroll through TikTok for 30 minutes of our day, at least, you could spend that 30 minutes doing something else that you care about. So I don't think that there's any excuses for I don't have time for this and I don't have time for that because we make time for what we want to make time for. So figure out for yourself, why do you want to be active? Why is working out something you want to be part of your life? Once you have that reasoning and that goal and that sort of why question, that's when you're going to be more motivated that even when school starts, that's not going to stop your physical grind, you know? So in the beginning, I was worried about, I hope I don't lose my urge of like working out because this is my first time going to in-person classes and staying consistent with the gym. I've been going to the gym for a year now. I can't believe it's been a year, honestly, but I've been going to the gym for a year now where I've been going every single week, like four to six days out of the week. So it's like I've been super consistent with the gym for over a year, but now I'm back in in in-person classes. Is that going to affect it? But because I fell in love with working out before I was in person classes and I was getting into the habit of it and it became routine and part of my life, that wasn't necessarily something I had to worry about anymore. So as long as it's a priority of yours, you're going to fit it in and you're going to kind of get it done. No matter what, you're not going to make an excuse for yourself if you want to get it done. The next question is, I'm not taking a lot of classes, so I'm looking for a part-time job. Any advice? So honestly, I love this question because I had have I've always worked a part-time job while in school and currently I'm not. So first of all, just to give you like a background of kind of what I used to do while I was in school. So my first year of school, I went to an in-state school and I hated the in-state school and I was working in the city. So I was going to school. I remember I had classes Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and every Wednesday and Saturday I was going into the city for work. So I would take a train into the city. I would work in the city and those were like my days. So that was like my part-time job. And then I had classes the other days. Then I remember working at, I worked at Michael Kors, but it wasn't in the city. I wasn't working in the city anymore because it became a little bit overwhelming to deal with the commute and school and all that stuff. And so I kind of just like left that job, but then I got a job at Michael Kors, which is, I'm sure you guys know what Michael Kors is. It was a job in fashion and retail. And that was something I was doing twice a week revolved around my classes as well. Um, what else did I do? This is my basic, my main point is the best job for me personally that I did while in school is babysit. Now I don't, the thing is I know a lot of people that needed babysitters. So that's why it was easy for me to find a babysitting job because I knew these people personally. I know you could use websites like care.com, but it's just the best money. Like I have never, like I, that's just where I made the most amount of money was babysitting. I, was just always very financially secure when I was making babysitting money and in school because you're very lenient. You create a relationship with the parents you work with. So they're very, you know, lenient with like, if you have to cancel one day or you can't come in one day, like they're going to be very nice about it. You create a relationship with these kids. Like it really is such a good experience and it's good money and it's super easy. It's not something you have to dress up for or do your hair and makeup and a cute outfit on for. Like I would wear sweatpants and I would go to the house and I would help these kids with online school. Or if it was younger kids, I would watch them. And it was just such good and easy money. Currently right now, um, before being unemployed, I was working at a boutique. Now I'm not working at this boutique anymore and I don't have a job. 
And like tomorrow, for example, tomorrow's like Wednesday and Friday, I don't have classes. So you'd probably like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, what do I do now? Yes, I have a podcast that keeps me busy. But at the same time, today's a Tuesday. I had class this morning and I'm able to fit my podcast into today. So I do still have a lot of free time. I don't necessarily believe in free time because no matter what, I know myself and I know I'm going to be productive and I'm not just going to spend a whole day in bed. However, something that I've recently been introduced to is sub like subbing. So being a substitute teacher for like elementary school, the money is insane depending on your district and where you live. So I would highly recommend looking for something with substituting, maybe something with babysitting. You could look for retail. I feel like retail can be a little bit more stressful. Honestly, I know that hours in retail are really horrible for me personally. I don't like working super late at night. I'll work early in the morning, but I won't be able to work at night. Maybe you can get a receptionist job somewhere nearby. You could work at a coffee shop. I personally recommend not working somewhere where you're going to be working super late at night and rather it be something you're going to work early in the morning, especially if you're in school. The reason I say this is because I just feel like when it comes to studying, getting work done, depending who you are, you might be better at getting things done in the morning, but I just know a lot of people are better at doing things at night. So if you do want a part-time job while in school, and you get more productive after like 4 or 5 p.m., working a job that you can work in the morning and then being able to come home and do work, like do your homework and study for exams and having that extra time I think is so important. But don't try to overwhelm yourself with a bunch of hours just because you want money because the summertime will come and you will be able to get more money in that sense. So I I think I'm like really proud of you that you want to do that because it's not easy to work and go to school. I've done it, you know, for three years and it's not an easy ride. However, now that I'm not working and I'm in school, I can't believe how much time that I actually have for school. Um, So I think as long as you prioritize your time, just go on the job hunt, look at babysitting jobs, reach out to people to see if they need an assistant or a receptionist or substitute teaching. You can look at retail and give them morning hours and all of that. The next question I got is, it's my first semester of college. What do people actually wear? Pajamas. I, I'm not kidding. Pajamas. So I went to school in the city and then I went to an in-state school. In the city, people dress up a little bit more, but mostly only commuters dress up. Like you can tell who's a commuter and who dorms because the people that dorm are straight up in their pajamas, like literally flannel pajama pants, a hoodie and Uggs. Like that is what they wear, what they'll wear. But if you're a commuter, you normally like to dress up a little bit more, I guess, because you're going to New York City. So for me, when I was going to school in the city, I was definitely wearing jeans every day, maybe ankle boots. I didn't really wear sweatpants to school in the city that much. Sometimes I'd wear leggings and a hoodie. But a lot of the time I was wearing jeans or a cute dress or something like that just because I was going into New York. So even though I was going into class in New York, I still felt like, oh, I'm going into New York. I probably want to dress up a little bit more than usual. But in in in-state school, Um, but even if you wore sweatpants to New York school or city school, you're not going to get judged or looked at weird. I would say the safest bet is maybe your first day wear like leggings and a hoodie and see the vibe. Like right now, all I wear is leggings, hoodies, sweatpants, sweatshirts, and that's it. I don't see myself wearing jeans to school. I don't think I will ever wear jeans to school. I think it'll always just be a different combination of leggings and sweatshirts and sweatshirts and sweatpants. So I love wearing like Aritzia, TNA, hoodies with a pair of sweatpants that match or I love just wearing like Lululemon or set active leggings with a really oversized sweatshirt and then sneakers or my Ugg slippers. I like to be super comfortable, especially if I'm going to be on campus from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Like I want to be comfortable. What I'll do a lot of the time too is because especially on Mondays when I'm there from 8 to 6, I wear my gym clothes 
and just put sweatpants and stuff over my gym clothes. So that way I just go to the gym straight after and I don't even have to worry about changing because I'm already in my clothes. But yeah, dress super, super, super comfortable because everyone else around you, I promise you, is going to be dressed comfortable too. The next question I got is being okay with failing classes, not beating myself up or punishing myself. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Everyone fails classes in college. Everyone. And if you're not failing, you're just passing. Like people will just pass with a D. I've passed with a D before. I've passed with a D before. Like I sometimes you're just in that class and it's just not that class is just not it that professor is just not the right professor for you maybe it's maybe you've discovered it too late and now you can't switch out of the class without getting your money back like sometimes situations like that happen and it sucks but do not beat yourself up over it because we've all been there i don't know one person who didn't like drop a class or fail a class or struggle very hard in a class like i don't know one person who didn't struggle in a class so Everyone in college is dealing with that. Sometimes you don't know what your major is. So you're not really sure what classes you're going to do good in and what classes you're going to do bad in. Like every situation is different. So do not beat yourself up over it because I promise you that everyone goes through it. Like everybody goes through that. Um, Just let it be like competition with yourself. Let it motivate you. Let it light, like light you up underneath, you know, make that push you and just be like, okay, I have to retake this class, which sucks. But at the same time, I'm going to do way better than I did last time. And now I'm going to be, my failure will be your, my motivation. Let your failure become your motivation. Because if that's the point that you're at where, you know, failing is just going to help you be more excited to do something and succeed at it better, the reward and feeling that you're going to get when you succeed at that class, because you will succeed at it. The feeling that you'll get when you do succeed in that class and you make it through that class is going to be you're not even going to be, it's going to be unexplainable. So don't let it kind of bring you down. Just let it pick you, like pick yourself back up and realize that this is something that happens to every single person and it's okay. Like you're going to get through it. It's not the end of the world. I promise you there's always another way out. And just to like avoid that, make sure you're keeping in touch with your professors at all time because if you keep in touch with your professors and you go to their office hours and all this stuff, they're going to see that you care about your grade and they're less likely to fail you. Like I've had a professor that even though I struggled in the class so much, they saw that I was going to office hours, that I was going to a tutor, that I was completing all my assignments, but I was just really bad in the exams. I was doing very, very bad in the exams, but I was doing really good on class projects, class assignments, participation and everything. And they emailed me and they was like, I don't want to fail you. And like your exam grades are really bad where you would fail this class, but I don't want to fail you because I see you trying. And once you create that type of relationship with them and they kind of gain your trust and they're like, oh, this girl actually cares about her grade, they will not fail you. Um, You might have not the best grade, but they'll give you a warning before they fail you and just be like, hey, and that way they're more likely to give you extra credit opportunity or maybe a retake a test or whatever because they're going to see you care. Professors do not try to create a relationship with their students. They wait to see which students try to create a relationship with them. So as long as early on you participate in class and you try to create a relationship with this professor, it'll be kind of a lot easier for you to, it'll be less pressure for you to think that even if I fail, I can't make it up. Because if this person, if this professor believes in you and sees how much you care about your grades, they're going to give you that same energy back. Okay. So those are all the questions that I'm going to answer. A lot of the questions that I got were kind of like the same thing. I'll, I'll do one of these during midterm week or final week again, to kind of just talk to you guys about it and get through it with you guys. But I want to thank everyone so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. At the end of the day, we're all going to feel super overwhelmed about things, get stressed out, 
a lot of assignments are going to pile up on top of each other, but we're all going through it together, which is the most important part. Spring semesters are really tough and really long compared to fall semesters, but we're going to get through it together. I'm so proud of each and every one of you, and I want to thank everyone who asked me a question or DM'd me. I love all of you so much, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week.